being born blind today would be a tragedy. In the time of Jesus, it was much, much worse. Because in the first century, blindness was connected to sin. If you were blind, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't a mistake. It was God's justice. It was God's punishment for sin. But whose sin was it? The parents or the child's? This is the question that the disciples were asking Jesus. And I just love the answer that Jesus gives. It was neither, he says. Blindness and sin are not related. And he goes on to heal him of his blindness so that he could give God glory. All those who knew him were astonished. But the Pharisees were not impressed. Rather, they wanted to know how it happened. When the blind man first explained the healing, they would not believe him. And then, when the Pharisees realized that the healing was done on the Sabbath, they became even more upset. They didn't care about the man, the miracle of sight or the fact that this man could now live a normal life. They forgot a deep and fundamental truth, that God made the Sabbath day for human beings, and not man for the Sabbath. The Pharisees forgot that every moment of every day is the right time, the right moment to bring life and healing to people. They end the conversation with the man born blind by saying, You were born entirely in sin, and you're trying to teach us? Get out of here. And so they sent him away. Well, thankfully, the story doesn't end there. There is one more conversation left in the story. And from it, we learn the real purpose of healing the man born blind. You see, Jesus explains to the one who was healed that Jesus' purpose in this world is to give sight to the blind and to give blindness to the sighted. That's a rather strange thing to say, that Jesus would make some people blind. But it's only strange if we take his words entirely literally. What Jesus, in fact, was saying is this. To some I will give sight, and to others I will take away insight. The Pharisees thought that they knew what truth was. They were absolutely convinced that blindness was evidence of a sinful life. So too was the leper, the deaf mute, the barren woman, the paralyzed man, and the epileptic child. Their sickness was proof of their immorality. It was a black and white world for many of the Jewish people. Their judgments were rigid and immediate. If you didn't live like them, if you didn't look like them, or worship like them, and believe like them, well, you were wrong.
they were right. Then you were rejected. The Pharisees only saw things in black and white, while the world around them was colored in many shades of gray. They became blind to the needs of people and saw only broken laws and unmet religious rules and sin. There are times when our 21st century church looks and sounds an awful lot like 1st century Judaism. We become the Pharisees when we make judgments about people without knowing the circumstances of their lives, when we insist on simple black and white answers to complicated problems and the very gray issues of our age. We are the Pharisees when rules are more important than people and when human performance carries more weight than grace and love. When we become blind to the hurting and the poor and the rejected of our day, then the words of Jesus echo down the corridors of time. I came into the world so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. I'm not saying that as Christians we should not have convictions. Convictions are an integral part of who we are as God's people. But when we impose our convictions on others, when we insist that our way is the right way, the only way, and that those who disagree with us are completely wrong, then we have become blind. Literally, the Hebrew word Pharisee means people who have separated themselves. Are you a Pharisee? Have you separated yourself from the church, the body of Christ, because you are so utterly convinced of your own righteousness, your own rightness? This happens to us Christians when we build walls to isolate ourselves from those who are different, the deaf and the blind, the Muslim, those in prison, the homosexual, the abortionist, the divorced, and the list, the list goes on and on. Like the Pharisee, we claim that we are right because the Lord of Moses and the words of the prophets are on our side. But when I read about the life and the love of Jesus, well, it, it does make me wonder. When Jesus died on the cross for us, he tore down the walls of separation and judgment. He modeled for us how love can be more powerful than judgment. So why would we want to rebuild those walls? Why would we want to separate ourselves from the very people whom Jesus loves?
It is a question that Jesus must be asking each time that we proclaim that we are the ones who are absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, right. We are blind no more. We have seen the light of grace. and We cannot, we must not climb back into our blindness.